You know me. Everybody's giggling because they know it's, they, they're wondering what's going to happen. I didn't send out a text today that I was doing it. And uh, it's not good that we should have to do that, that people should um, have to say who's speaking, you know, because if the Lord's in the place, amen. we should be in the place. Amen. Can you say amen? amen? Well, just one quick announcement before I get started on something. Branson, put Branson on the screen for me. Hi, Branson. They've been working and working and working and working. Yeah, they're getting ready for Sunday. So uh, they got a lot of stuff they've been doing. So it's been a lot of work going on around there. And I know they're all tired. And they're they're going to be able to stay awake. So they don't they didn't even wave. Did you see that? No response at all. Are y'all going to be able to stay awake? Okay, there you go. There you go. Well, I just had one quick thing. You know, if you have not signed up to help, and we, we know that there's some people, because we've contacted them this week, that says, oh, I always do it. I just knew that they figured I would be doing it anyway. Well, no matter what, if you have not signed up to help and you're assuming we know that you're going to help, please sign up anyway. I think they could still use like 30 or 40 people to help Sunday. What we would like is... Nobody to have to work over an hour Sunday. We're trying to get this accomplished this year, and we're going to do it by faith so that people can enjoy the day. So if you're there or if you're here and you want to go help there, you still have time to go and help there. Um, there. There is a lot of people in that church there. And I wanted to read you a scripture real quickly and tell you a couple of things about it. Proverbs 19:17 in the New Living. Can you put that up both places real quickly? Ready, set. Proverbs 19:17. If you help the poor, you are lending to the Lord, and He will repay. Okay, now put Branson back up on the screen because I want to see their faces about something. Branson, how many of you remember the story of when Peter lent Jesus his boat? Oh yeah, you remember. And how many fishies did he catchies? So many that he could not even catch them all in his boat. So if we give to the poor, the Lord will repay us and we'll get so much back that we can't even contain it all. So that's what Sunday is about. It's a seed. We want to sow a seed of, first of all, with these people, patience. That's the first thing we want to sow because they don't do everything the way that we do it. Some of them have never set foot in a church before. So we, we'll sow some patience and some kindness and some love. And then we'll sow our gifts and our seeds and all the things that we have brought in for that day. And we will receive back from the Lord because he said he would give it back to us. How many of you could use some more patience? Yeah. How many of you could use some more love? Yeah. How many of you could use some more kindness in your life? Yeah. See? How many of you could use some more stuff in your life? Yeah. How many of you could use some more money in your life? Yeah. See, it just goes on and on and on. So, um, um, Peter sowed his boat and he got so many fishes. But you understand what I'm saying. It's a great day. And whatever you sow to the Lord, you're going to reap. And so if you're not working in a place, think about it this way. The, my favorite thing that day 
is seeing the people's faces when they receive something that they didn't have. And I know if you'll work in some place, you'll get to see the expression of love that you're giving that day. Where if you're just walking away, walking around and receiving, you don't get to see that. How many of you have worked that day that you've seen the expression of people when they've received something from those tents? Raise your hand. Oh, it's just a wonderful thing. You can see it all over the place to see people crying and, and that they've gotten things that they've never had before. So just if you're not serving and you want to, or if you're here and you want to go serve, you know, it's a great day. It's a great day. If you've never been, it's a great day. So uh, make plans to attend if you can and uh, be a big part. So are you ready? Yeah. What are you ready for? Not just me, for whatever the Lord wants to do, right? Okay, let's do it. Well, I had something on my heart for tonight, and um, I do things, of course, differently sometimes, but we'll see what the Lord has for us. I'm not going to just teach, but I am going to share a couple of things with you before we do something different. Um, I know when Keith and I first got married, Keith had grown up, of course, in church all of his life. Well, I had grown up in church, too, but just a different kind of church. And um, when... We went to the church that he was going to. I think at that time, I wish he was here to correct me. It was on one Sunday they would meet, and it was the Baptist minister that would speak. And the next Sunday they would meet, it was, I think, a Church of God minister that would speak. And then sometimes he'd go to his grandmother's church, which was oneness Pentecostal. So he got kind of got it all, you know. And so, anyway... Everybody would come every Sunday. It didn't matter who you were with. You just went every Sunday, you know. So anyway, when Keith and I first got married, I mean, I don't think we'd been married but a week or so, you know. Well, of course, we went to church. Well, we went to what they called was Sunday school. How many of you know what Sunday school is? Yes. Okay. Well, Catholics didn't have Sunday school. They had what? Catechism. Catechism. And um, in catechism, we didn't learn how to pray the way that they prayed. Do you understand what I'm saying? This is the way we learn how to pray. And uh, some of you, I, I wrote it down so I, I didn't, I, I could quote it to you, but I, I quote it really fast because if you ever went to confession, you'll know why I quote it really fast. Because when you come out of confession, you had to do four Hail Marys, six act of contritions, and you said them really fast so you could leave really fast. So if I said it just the way that I said it then, Keith couldn't even understand what I was saying. He was like, let me read that, you know. So um, uh, anybody know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. So um, this is the way I learned how to pray. Oh, my God, I'm heartily sorry for having offended thee. And I detest all my sins were just punishment. But most of all, they offend thee, my God, who are all good and deserving all my love. Do you understand any word that I'm saying? See? Yeah. And I firmly resolve with the help of thy grace to sin no more. Does anybody? Y'all are not saying it with me? Y'all didn't say that? Oh, we said Hail Marys, too. But we had to say act of contrition because you were sorry that you did your sin. You had to say a, two active contritions and six Hail Marys and, you know, four Our Fathers. Yeah. You know, I, was, I must have been bad. Y'all must not have been as bad as I was. You know, and then you'd say, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. 
Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for our sins and now is the hour of our death. Amen. Yeah, we got it. All right. All right. Okay, so I knew how to pray that perfectly. All right? Perfectly. But don't ask me to pray something I had not memorized. Don't ask me just to, off the cuff, pray something. And they did. Because Keith, of course, knew how to. Of course. So we were in this little Sunday school classroom. And there were, I bet you there wasn't eight people in there. Maybe ten, eight. And we were sitting on these little Sunday school chairs, kind of really low to the floor, because it was a little kid's classroom, I think. And we were all sitting there like this, you know, and it was my first time in there. And so they were going around the room, and everybody was praying. Now, it wasn't some in-depth prayer. It was maybe three or four words, a sentence. And they got to me, and they just waited and waited and waited and waited and waited and waited, and I never said nothing. So they finally skipped over me and went to the next person. Do you know that's quite embarrassing that you can't even pray a sentence prayer? You know? And so then Keith went to Ramah. We did all that stuff. and But I was still embarrassed. I'd get around all those people, you know? But when you're raised a certain way, you just don't know. You just don't know. And... Uh, other people, you know, are raised to where they come up in church and they just are called on to pray. Or, or you know, we've been to a lot of churches and traveling now. A lot of the people, they just call on them to sing or get up and play an instrument or do all these things, you know. But they never did that in the Catholic church. No. Only certain ones could do certain things, you know. And so uh, it was quite different for me when I saw all these things happening. So I had to learn some things. And I had to learn how to pray. And I started finding out some things about prayer. Now, how many of you remember the last time that I spoke that there were two things that we had to do with the Lord? Inquire and do whatever He says. Okay? Well, I have found out with the Lord in almost every area, there are certain things that you have to do. Does anybody want to take a stab at what it is in prayer? Test time. Yield. Yield, no. <laughs> the very first thing you got to do about praying is you got to know the Word. Yeah. But that's not the one I'm talking about. The very first thing you got to know about prayer is you got to know what the Word says. If you don't even know what the Word says, you don't even know what to pray. Because there's things in the Word like, uh, by His stripes you're healed. Well, you shouldn't be praying about healing. You should just be taking healing. Right? right. And that uh, He was made poor so that you could be rich. Well, should you be praying that He would make you rich? He already made you rich. Well, how are you going to know that if you don't know the book? So, I didn't know all that. Did you know all that before you knew? No, I didn't know all that. So before you can even pray, you got to know what the book says. You got to know what the book says, what you should pray about, and what you shouldn't pray about. Right? I didn't know that. 
I was D-U-M-B blonde. It's the picture in the dictionary, dumb, blonde, about prayer. I didn't have a clue. So I had to find out what it said about prayer. Does anybody want to take another stab at what the first thing is that it says about prayer? Now, see, this is sad. This is really sad. Nope. No. 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 Oh, that's part of it, but that's not the first thing. No. Huh? Huh? Ask. Let's read the verse. Oh, Dan, somebody give Dan a dollar. John, somebody, please. John 16:23. Do you know how many times I would pray a prayer and Keith would say, Phil, did you ask him? Let me read you this verse. Then he showed me the verse. It says, And in that day, you shall ask me nothing. How many of you asked God for stuff? Yeah. In that day, we'll ask him nothing. But verily, verily, I say unto you, Whatsoever you ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. So the very first thing you do have to do is, what things whoever you desire when you pray, ask. There's about 50 scriptures, and I'm not going to read them all to you tonight because it's not my job. Because I've, I've, I looked at my notes and I preached. I won't even say how many times about prayer in here. We have got to do what we did the other night. Get it in our heads that the very first thing, I want ten people to come up here and tell me what the very first thing, see how quickly you can get up here and get a microphone, that we have to do with the Father is, Dan was first, Dan come up here, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get you to do it, and then we'll, we won't put Branson on the screen because they're too tired tonight. <laughs> tell me the very first thing if you want something from, something from the Lord. What's the very first thing you have to do? Okay, somebody else come up here and say, this is the only way we got it the other night. It took how many people did it take? Come on. Come on. You Catholic girl, you Catholic girls need to come up here because you know, you're, you're like me. No, first thing. See, okay, see, see why we're doing this? All right, somebody else, okay? All right. What's the first thing we do with the Lord? Ask. Ask Him. Ask. Ask Him. Ask. Ask Him. Okay? Ask. Ask Him. Okay, how many times have y'all seen somebody, and I'm going to tell off on even our staff, have y'all seen somebody get up before a service and pray, Lord, help us this week with because it's happening, Celebration Sunday, but they don't ask. Lord, thank you for helping us with Celebration Sunday. We're believing that you're going to make it a good time. We're believing it's going to be a great day. But they never... 
ask. Ask. How many times have you said, Lord, um, thank you for taking the rain away, and thank you for, thank you for, thank you for, but you never asked. How many of us are guilty of it? I used to do it all the time, and I still do it. Keep us look at me and say, did you ask? And the reason I'm telling you this is because how many of you... Okay, let me put it this way. Do you know why people don't pray? Because they don't get results. Do you know if every time you pray... You got results. How many more people would pray? Do you know that grumblers are not prayers and prayers are not grumblers? That's right. How many people do you hear grumbling? Oh, so we know we don't have so many prayers. Because every time you hear somebody grumbling, you know they're not... Ooh, don't look at your wife. Don't look at your husband. Because if you expect results about something, you're going to pray about it instead of grumbling about it. Amen. Exactly. Amen. But the reason we're not getting results, how many of you remember, the, the youth are standing over here. How many of you guys remember the story of the rich young ruler? What happened to the rich young ruler? He went to Jesus and Jesus told him to do what? Give away all of his possessions. Give away all of his possessions. Did he do it? No. No. Now, did Jesus say, oh, oh, but you're so cute. I love you anyway. You can still come in because I love you anyway. Is that the way people think Jesus is? Yes. 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 When you see all these bracelets and all this stuff that says, what would Jesus do? Is that what they think? They think if they could ever get to Jesus, he would just make it all right and he would just let you in anyway. Because he just loves you in spite of how you do anything. And he's just going to answer your prayers no matter how you pray. Do you understand what I'm saying? There are some things with God, and I am the least legalistic person you'll ever want to meet. But with God, we have to do it his way. And the very first thing he said that we have to do is we have to ask. So they all say we have to ask. How many of you say we have to ask first? Don't thank him before you ask. Let's see Branson. They may not be able to say too much, but let's see if they got it. How many of y'all there say we have to ask him before we thank him? How many of y'all have, be honest and say, you've made the mistake of thanking him before you ask him like me? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because we're doing something wrong 
or every prayer that we pray, we would be getting more answers to it. Right? Right? Okay, so then the next thing. I already gave you a clue. Who wants to tell me the next thing? Somebody over here. Oh, get the microphone. Get the microphone. Get the microphone. Right here. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, right here. Make sure it's to the Father in Jesus' name. To the Father in Jesus' name. Now, how many of you have ever prayed anything and left off in Jesus' name and asking the Father? How many has ever left it off? All the time. All the time. You just get busy and you forget to say, in Jesus' name. I've done it up here in front of y'all. How many times? How many times have we made mistakes? And then we don't get the answers that we're looking for. How many of you like to step it up and start getting some answers? I want answers. I like answers. Every single time. But the Father is a little bit legalistic about these things. We have to ask Him before we thank Him. Now, there are times, I was thinking about it today, and I told Keith this, I said, there are times, I do believe, in a state of emergency, that the Lord sees what's going on, I remember one time Keith and I were driving down, if you know anything about Tulsa, Memorial Drive. And this truck, we were just driving down the road, and this big truck, or pickup truck, I forget what it was. I think it was a pickup truck. came flying. I mean, he was flying. It's like he hit something and started flying right into us. And, I mean, all of a sudden, we just said, Help, Lord! And instantly, it just kind of, something caught it and just flung it around, and it missed us. Both Keith and I could be out of here today. But that help, Lord, just fixed it right quick. So I I do believe that there are times that he just hears a help, Lord. You know. But I think in our everyday prayer that we're trying to just get down on our knees and pray and and do some things that we got to ask the Father for it. Okay, ten people up here so that everybody can hear it. Don't get too comfortable in your seat or I'll make everybody get up. Come on. Come on. Branson's thinking, thank you, Lord. They're like, oh, give us thank you, Lord. But guess what, guys? I'm coming there very soon, so just hang on. Hang on. Your turn's coming. All right. Do what? Ask what's number two. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. So yours is what? And yours is what? In Jesus' name, I need some more. What's number two? Who's, who else is coming over here? Y'all are y'all were in the ask one. Get over there. Y'all are in the ask one. Y'all are in that. Come on, ten people. Don't make me call you. Come on. Come on up. Ten people. Don't be shy. I'll start putting you, picking you up. Come on. All these people on this side of the room better get to it. Come on, get to it. Do you want your prayers answered? This is the way. Honor God when He's doing something. Honor him. He'll honor you. See what that says? Come over here. Come on over here. Yeah. It won't hurt you to get some exercise. I'm getting some. Okay. What's number two? Ask him in Jesus' name. Ask him in Jesus' name. Yeah. Ask his name. In Jesus' name. Ask who? The Father. Uh-huh. In Jesus' name. 
Ask the Father in Jesus' name. Ask the Father in Jesus' name. Very positive, yes. Yeah, very strong. Ask the Father in Jesus' name. Yeah. Ask the Father in Jesus' name. Yeah. Ask the Father in Jesus' name. Yeah. Now, how many of us didn't know that? Number one is what? Number two is what? Number one is what? Number two is what? The Father in Jesus' name. Now that we've got that foundation set, I want to tell you what I had on my heart about tonight. Y'all can be seated, but there's probably no need because you're going to have to get back up again in just a minute. So, the number three, let's get another group up here. We have a number three tonight. After you do these things, what do you do next? Thank you. That's exactly right. Did you see my paper? Come on up here. Come on up here. Number three is ask and expect. And then expect. Expect. And what he was talking about, patience. Just keep expecting. Okay, somebody else get up here. Number three. Ten people. Come on. See how quick you can get up here. Ten people. So we can go on to the next thing. Expect. 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 All in pink, everybody. Expect. 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 What are you expecting? What you asked for? In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. So we're asking in we're asking in Jesus' name, and then we're expecting. Are you taking notes? Or are you just getting it in your head this time? Because, see, too many times I sit and up here and I see people writing every little thing down. But they go away and they ain't got nothing. You understand what I'm saying? So when you're going to pray, you're going to ask Him. You're going to ask Him and ask the Father in Jesus' name. And then you're going to do what? Expect. Expect until you see it. And you'll have it. Don't let any devil in hell or anything, circumstance, tell you different. Because the Father said it would happen. He said you will have what you asked. This is what he said uh, in James 5.16. If you confess your faults one to another and you pray, you'll be healed, restored, or whatever. The earnest, heartfelt prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available, dynamic in its working. So even if, even if you messed up five minutes before you have to pray, one minute before you have to pray, 30 seconds before you have to pray, what should you do? You ask forgiveness, get righteous again, then you do what? Ask the Father in Jesus' name and expect. It's pretty simple. And I can tell you, it works. If you saw where Keith and I came from and where we are today, you'd know it works. Because I'm his favorite. I have proof that it works. It works every time. I mean, I asked, now, you can't laugh at this, but I know people know it. I asked for a mall to be built close to here. When I came here, there was no mall. Thank you. Yeah. There is a mall here. I asked for a P.F. Chang's to be built here. I kid you not, Tom Jackson called us and says, guess what I'm building here? 
A P.F. Chang's. I asked for a payway to be here. Guess what's here? I mean, I'm telling you. I am his favorite. So if you need something, don't come to me. What do you do? Ask. That's why I tell y'all all the time, I don't need a thing. I just ask the Father. And he gives it to me. This week was Keith and my 46th wedding anniversary. And he says, Phil, what do you want? I said, nothing to sit on the back porch with you. Nothing. I just don't, I don't need a thing. Nothing. God has given us everything your heart could believe for, want, desire. But how did it come? Well, first, seek ye first the kingdom of God. That's my favorite verse. If you ever want to know my favorite verse, Matthew 6, That's it. Then, what? Ask. Unexpected. All right. Are y'all saying it in Branson with us? I can't hear you. Let's try it again so I can hear you. One. Number two. And number three. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. So, tonight, I had it on my heart. Well, let me read you this verse before we go on so you know that I'm telling you the truth. John 15, verse 7 and verse 8. This is NIV. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, huh, NIV? You do what? You do what? And he'll think about it. It will be given you. This is my Father's glory. That you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. All right. And um, then, uh, uh, let's see, 14 and 15 kind of says the same thing. It's 5, 14 and 15. And this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything... According to his will, he hears us. And we know that if he hears us whatsoever, we ask. We know that we have the petitions that we desired of him. Now, you should look these up for yourself and mark them in your Bible. There's such a thing on your telephone that it's called Google. And if you haven't found it yet, search it out. And there's strong, and if you don't have Google, there's such things as Strong's Concordances. There are these great big books that we used to have to go to. But I like Google so well, I just put in there, ask. (laughs) It works so well. And I even have a Strong's Concordance on my telephone, and I put in there, ask. And it's so much quicker than pulling that big fat book out. It's so heavy. And you can find every place that it says, ask. And he'll tell it to you. And you should mark it in your Bible. Because he's talking to you. He's talking to her and him. But he's talking to her individually. And he can get... Her husband doesn't have to give her anything. I I get so tickled at the kids. Because they'll ask God for stuff. And even though their parents don't want them to have it, guess what? (laughs) I asked for this church. You asked for this church. And see, look at... She got it. I got it. She got it. She asked. Okay, so tonight I had something on my heart. 
Because I just feel like that there's been a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, and that's a strong word, but it's, it's even more than that, of grumbling and complaining about things like the border and immigrants and our politics and there's been a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of complaining about, you know, all the stuff that's going on in our nation and wars and rumors of wars and all these things and stuff like that. And um, I thought about several things. And then I, today, just today, I had Jordan, after I already had this all week working on it and stuff like that, I had Jordan grab me this book. And I realized I had the verses already in my notes. But I want to read it to you because he said it so perfectly, uh, Brother Hagen did in this book. Um, I had this verse in my notes, so I'll read it to you from here, but then I'll read you um, some from his book, or you can later. 2 Timothy 3.13 says this before we do what we're going to do. That the Bible says in the end time, evil men... And seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. And that is so true. It's true. However, this is the way Brother Hagin said it in his book. The people of Sodom and Gomorrah were waxing worse and worse, yet God said... For the sake of ten righteous, he would not destroy the city because God had one man intercede for that city. He had one man say, Lord, peradventure, there might be 50 people there. Would you destroy the, the city if there were 50 righteous people there? Do you reckon that all these people that are trying to come into our country from these other countries really want to leave their own homes and everything that they have and navigate across all these lands and have to deal with all the stuff that they're dealing with? I don't think so. I think they're leaving because they don't feel safe where they are. And if you don't feel safe, you might leave where you are. See how quiet it's getting? Have you ever been to a foreign country? It's not safe in some of them. Randy, is it safe in all the foreign countries? It's not safe in all the foreign countries. Mike, is it safe in all the foreign countries? When you guys go to some countries, don't you have to have an escort because it's just not safe? You have to have a policeman around you and everything to keep you safe. We should pray for these countries. Um, Let me read you this verse, then I'll read you another verse. Another scripture concerning this is this. It says in Ezekiel, it says, Ezekiel 20, verse 30 and verse 31. It says, And I sought for a man, a man. Ezekiel says, And I sought for a man among them. 22, verse 30. 
Did I get it wrong? I'm pretty sure that's it. Yeah, um, I'm probably King James. And I sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me for the land that I should not destroy it. But I found none. Not one. Not one. Therefore, I have poured out my indignation upon them, and I have consumed them with fire of my wrath. Their own way have I recomposed upon their heads, said the Lord God. Well, he let the destroyer come in and destroy them. I I would like to put Branson back on the screen, and I would like us to be honest just for a minute, because I'm going to be honest with you. I know I hadn't until the other day. I woke up and I told Keith I was laying in the bed. I think this was like Monday morning, and I pray every morning. And I was laying there. And the Lord said, why are you grumbling and complaining about all this stuff? Why aren't you praying about it? And I thought, well, now, Lord, that's a really good question. So I'd like to see in Branson and here who can honestly say that they have prayed for these countries of these people that are being kicked out, basically, of their country. Two people, three people, four, some, some iffy-affies. Do you think we can do better than that? Yes. How many of you would like to be kicked out of your home? Thrown out of the country that you love. How many of you would like to be thrown out of America? And have to go and walk for how how long have some of them been walking? Do y'all know? Three thousand miles, days, months. This isn't their answer. Do you understand that? Their answer is that they can have their own country. God will supply for them in their own countries. God will give them everything they need in their own country. He is the God of more than enough. He is the God of supply. He is the God of protection. Is He your protector? Can He be their protector? Wherever they are. He can protect them in their country. But they need somebody to stand in the gap until they can see it. The scripture says, you who are spiritual, if somebody falls, should be able to restore such a one. How many are spiritual in here? Only just a few hands are going up. Now they're going up a little bit more. Okay. We we can restore such a one without looking down upon them. We can restore them and build them up and bring them back to the Lord or take them to the Lord. You know, a lot of these nations is, I'm sorry to say... Or like me, Catholic. Yes, they are. You know, that don't mean they don't know God. They just need more of God. They just need to know more of God. And so, can we pray that? I think we can pray some of this stuff for these people. You know, America has been privileged. 
you know. And we've been able to take the gospel to other nations, but we can also stand in the gap for these other nations. And we can pray for these other nations. And we can lift them up. You know, uh, the next morning I was laying there and I told Keith, I said, I don't even know what this means, so I'm not going to try to put an interpretation on it. But this morning, just exactly the same way, this came to me. And uh, he told me some things, but I won't repeat it to you because I don't want to put an interpretation, but it was probably right. Uh, I was laying there, and it was like I saw all these people... Like, you remember the story of the serpent on the pole? It was like all these people were without, and then all of a sudden they were like the serpents getting in. And the Lord said, if they will just look at me on the pole, if they will just lift their eyes up to me. And that's what I was getting. Because it's everybody has to lift their eyes up. No matter how many serpents there are out there. Do you understand? It doesn't matter how many snakes are out there. All it takes is us lifting our eyes up and looking to the Lord. And so I think that what we need to do now is I'm going to read you two more verses. And then I think we should pray. All right. How many of you would stand in the gap for these people? How many of you care enough to stand in the gap for somebody else? Instead of just thinking about how well we have it, we could think about somebody else for a change. All right. Um, we read this every Wednesday night. Um, Craig reads it or Dwayne reads it. First uh, Timothy 2. And it says, I urge then, first of all, petitions and prayers and intercessions and thanksgivings be made for all people. It didn't just say Americans, and it didn't just say your church family. It said for what? All people. Now, what do we do first? Everybody, what do we do first? Ask. And for all people, to pray for all people. Ask. This is, I think, uh, the New Living, guys. I'm going to read now. I urge you, first of all, to pray for all people. Ask God to help them. Here it is again. Ask God to help them. Intercede on their behalf. And give thanks for them. Pray this way for all kings and all who are in authority. So that we can live... We can, they can, live quiet lives marked by godliness and dignity. You think they're living lives of dignity having to do what they're doing? You think that's dignity? I think not. And here's the thing that just came dropped in my heart. You don't want to judge those people. You don't want to judge those people for having left and trying to get in someplace else or judge them for doing something wrong because what happens if you judge? Mark it down on your calendar because it's coming back to you. Okay? We don't want to judge anybody. We don't know what their circumstances were. We don't know what their life was. We don't know what was going on where they lived. 
But it must have been doggone bad for them to leave everything that they had. And everybody that they knew. And not even know if they were going to make it there alive. How many of you, put Branson on the screen, there they are. How many of you in either place would pick up tomorrow and walk 3,000 miles? And go someplace you don't even know where you're going. Rain, snow, cold, hot, no food, no money. How many of you would do it? So maybe we shouldn't judge anybody, right? Okay. So we are the church, and we're supposed to be known by our what? Love. Love. So this is where we start here tonight, okay? So everybody in both places get to the altar because the Bible talks about they humbled themselves. And this is where the church needs to start. We need to humble ourselves, even y'all, to the altar. Y'all don't need to play. Let's pray. Let's pray. Everybody needs to pray. We need to pray. Now, Randy, uh, Mike... Who else has been to, uh, who, ha, who has a certain country on their heart? Edward, Alfredo, I'm not going to just lead the praying. You guys come up here and take turns and pray in the Spirit. But pray in English first and then pray in the Spirit for these different countries. And we're going to pray in the Spirit with you. I'm going to keep my mic on. But let's pray. Call out different countries where these things are happening in. Um, give him a microphone and let him start. And then let's go and pray for some different countries. And Branson, everybody, get down to the front. There's room. Get on the edge of the platform. Get to the front. Go ahead, Randy. Praise God. Father, I'm coming to you now. We're coming to you together. Touching these things and agreeing and asking you. We're asking you for Angola, uh, for the leadership in Angola, for you to give them wisdom and how they deal with their people, that you would give them compassion for their people, that you would lift the heaviness of communism that's been on them off of them, that you would break the burden, that you would free them, that you would show them light, that you would call them to the places to hear the gospel, and that you would... S- that you would soften their hearts, that your word would be planted there, that it would bear much fruit in them, that they would not look to America, they would not look to another country, but they would start to look to you, that their eyes would be brought and drawn to you. Call them unto yourself. Draw them unto yourself, Father. I'm asking you for this in Jesus' name.